Good evening. Hey, homies. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is Something Sick. I almost forgot the name of our podcast. (laughs) That would be unfortunate. Yeah. I'd be kind of hurt. I always just get afraid I'm going to say your name instead of my name. and I also hope everyone has noticed that we're adding on a new segment <laughs> <laughs> that is just Katie saying something stupid before I hey, say, hey, homies. <laughs> the guy at Kroger said that to us. He, he did say it. In that voice. Good evening. <laughs> Sydney didn't know how to act afterwards. <laughs> I just, just kept, kept walking. It. <laughs> it was really funny. Anyways. Anyways. Do we have anything to talk about? Yes. Wait, we do. We yes. do. Huh? What were we gonna talk about? Oh, I remembered. I thought oh, you were gonna I didn't <laughs> remember. Um our friend let us know that Oh yeah she lives like near a marina. And they found a dead body in a trash bag like that came she lives like five houses down from this. Yeah. And they found a dead and they like identified as like a fifty two year old man that was shot. Yeah. From outside of Nashville. And didn't he like he like floated in or yeah. something, I think? Or like so it was definitely murder because oh, yeah. he's in a trash bag. Yeah. And shot like yeah yeah so ah hopefully something develops with that yeah and they can find whoever did it yes because that's really scary and sad yeah yeah so so also the gabby petito stuff oh yeah heartbreaking really really upsetting um really praying that they find him yeah i think i think they know more than they're letting on good that's what i think and also all of the other people that don't get this attention yeah. there's so many people of color that don't get this attention from the media and don't get found yes so we should find a list of some people and like next time we re- yeah. talk about them yeah let's do it yeah because it's like gabby's case deserves the attention and yeah. her name deserves to be like said and she deserves justice but there's a lot of other people who that still deserve haven't it too. It. yeah and i mean it's like her case like this break wouldn't have happened if her case wasn't as publicized yeah and there are so many other cases that if they were just publicized if they were white they probably would have been exactly yeah so yeah very sad yeah very heartbreaking Mm -hmm. everyone deserves justice yes no matter what you look like yes or who you are Mm -hmm. and also screw brian laundry yeah because he's an asshole and anyone like him yep uh yeah what are we talking about today um so this week we're gonna talk about the disappearance of joan reish okay so it's an unsolved case because we know i love an unsolved case um and this one's an old one great from the 60s you like these ones too I do. I don't know. I just like I keep looking up unsolved disappearances because I think they're the ones that I find the most like fascinating and like yeah. I don't know. And this one is always on the list of like most famous ones. Mm-hmm. So sounds good. Yeah. Right before we get into spooky time, Woo, I like. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I feel like I'm gonna like try and find really good ones for Halloween. Same. I don't know what they're gonna be. I know, but I have a big one that I think I want to do for. Her. <gasps> I don't get to know. No, I told you. I'm saving it for them, though. I'll repeat it to you after. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I already anyway. thinking about which one I want to do next week, so. Exciting. So, uh, you better come back next week. Yeah. 
Also, guys, I'm seeing Harry Styles next week. And I'm not. Sydney's upset about it. I'm a it. little angry. <laughs> it's not my fault that my no, sister. It's, it's my fault. sister whose friend. She's going to be like, you name drop me again. <laughs> Kristen, her friend can no longer come. And so she sold me her ticket. So, But I'm bitter. It's not my fault. I know it's not your fault. I felt really bad telling you too, but I had I to tell you. I'm just really sad about it. And I'm literally going out of town so that I don't have to think about I know. it. I feel terrible that she can't come with. It's okay. Um, anyway, let's move Sorry. on. Sorry. <laughs> I wanted to share it with everyone. Um, I was going to so say, they but can apparently be, not me. So they can be happy with me since I can't ask you to be happy about it with me. So if you guys want to talk about Harry Styles, you can go to Katie directly. Leave yeah. me out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so Joan Reese. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> she was born Joan Carolyn Bard on May 12th, 1930 in Brooklyn. And in 1939, her family moved to New Jersey. And there in 1940... Her parents died in a suspicious fire, which like it doesn't really have any bearing on the story today, but it's like really weird. Bad luck. It's just like, it's so devastating. And this girl had such a hard life and it's just like, oh my gosh. She's only 10 then, right? Yeah. So after this, Joan lived with her aunt and uncle and she did tell a friend at one point that she had been sexually abused as a child, Mm. which is also so heartbreaking. By her parents? I don't know. I couldn't find if it was the parents or the aunt and uncle. Okay. But yeah. So she did not exactly have an easy time growing up. No. Which is really heartbreaking. Um, But she graduated from Wilson College in 1952 with a degree in English literature. And she had several jobs after graduating. She was like a career woman for like several years, which Mm -hmm. is like really cool yeah especially for a woman in the 1950s yeah instead of getting married and having kids immediately yeah way to go so joan right yes way to go joan honestly she for many reasons was very before her time oh yeah and really love that for her um she worked as a secretary and an executive assistant and she did that for about four years and then in 1956, she married Martin Reich and left work at that point to raise a family with him. And even though she did leave the workforce to have kids, she did express that she wanted to become a teacher when her oh, kids cool. were older. So like when they were a little bit older and like yeah. she wasn't at home with them all the time. Yeah. She wanted to be an English teacher because she loved literature. That is not me at all. <laughs> I admire anyone that loves like English stuff. I don't enjoy. I like reading, but I hated yeah. English in school. I I I get that. I, I hated it. I hate writing. I'm so. <laughs> Anyways, we're literally doing a podcast in which we essentially do a report. Every oh, I week. hate. <laughs> I don't enjoy the writing part of it. I like reading about everything, but writing it down sucks. <laughs> I do it for you guys and for myself. I do enjoy it deep down. But <laughs> deep down. I hate writing. I like. I like that part. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> you know, I've always known that's the biggest difference between us. You love editing papers and I, I would do. never want you to read mine. <laughs> I would never. That was like, yeah. For a while I considered doing like Sydney book editing or something. Loves editing papers. I don't and know. I, I love it I can't so much. if I write something, I don't read it back. <laughs> I, I never read something like, back, even if I turned it in. I never if someone like back. is writing a paper, I don't care what it's on. Let me <gasps> fix your grammar. Let me fix your grammar, I, please. I don't I need love that it. pressure. Anyway, <laughs> off topic. But yeah, so Joan was super smart and she had her own goals that didn't just stop at having a family. Like she wanted to have a family, but she had other goals for her life too. Good. So. 
Love that for her. Yes. Because I also would love to have a family, but I have other goals for myself as well. So Joan and Martin first lived in Connecticut where they had two children. They had a daughter named Lillian and a son named David. And in April of 1961, the family moved to Lincoln, Massachusetts. And at the time, Joan was almost 30. Um, Lillian was four and David was two. Okay. And I think Martin was the same age as Joan. Okay. How old was she again today? 30. 30. Almost. Okay, like about to turn 30. Okay, cool. Um, so a little bit about Lincoln. It is a small town outside of Boston. It was very quiet and very wealthy. And it was an area where people like really valued their privacy Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, there were around 5,600 people living in Lincoln, so really small. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got on Lincoln. It was a really like safe yeah. area, like with all of these cases. Yeah. Uh, if my dad, well, he is listening to this at some point. <laughs> if my dad is listening to this. <laughs> Did you ever go there when you went to school in Boston? <laughs> Let me know. Good question. Um, once the Rishas moved to Lincoln, Joan became active in the League of Women's Voters. Okay. Go off queen. I have a lot of respect for this liberal woman. (laughs) A queen. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to cut to October 24th, 1961. And this is only six months after they moved to Lincoln. Okay. So. October. Spooky Spooky. So on October 24th, Martin Reich got up early and left around 6.30 in the morning to drive to Logan Airport to catch an 8 a.m. flight to New York City. And this was a business trip. He'd been planning it for a while, so it's not suspicious. Get that out of the way. Not weird. Um, He was planning this for a while. He was just going to spend one night in New York and come back the next day. He, like, traveled for work I wish I could do that. Same. (laughs) Can someone please pay me to travel? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. You guys could pay us to travel. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Shortly after Martin left, Joan got up and woke the children. And I'm not sure at what time. Like, most of the morning and, like, their movements, it's kind of just guesswork based on what their normal morning routine was, I think. So, um, I think they would have gotten up around 7. Um... Joan got dressed in formal clothing. Don't know what that means. I think it just means like it's the 50s. Mm-hmm. You look nice. Yeah. I don't know. Formal clothing. Um, I do not wear formal clothing. No. <laughs> she served the children breakfast and then took David across the street to her neighbor's house around 930. And this neighbor is really prevalent in the story. Her name is Barbara Barker. And it sounds like they helped each other out a lot. Nice. Like watching the kids like, oh, you watch them for a little bit. I'll watch them for a little bit. That's cool. Yeah. Mom's looking out for each other. Yeah. So Joan left David with Barbara and took Lillian with her in her blue Chevrolet for a dentist appointment that was about like 15 to 20 minutes away. And okay, so they ran like errands Mm -hmm. and the errands they ran kind of differ depending on what source you're looking at. Okay. Um, At some point, Joan cashed a check so that she had cash on her. Okay. Um, And she apparently paid the dentist $40. Which apparently, uh, $365 in today's money. Dang. For the dentist. <laughs> That's a lot for the dentist. Because one, insurance. I know. But two, I paid for my brother the last time he went to the dentist because he had to have feelings. I just called him out. <laughs> and I you had, got bad And teeth. I was who went with him, so I had to pay. And it was like 100 bucks, but with insurance. Okay. So I guess if they didn't have that on their insurance plan or i don't know maybe. what the deal is. i don't know maybe it would be that expensive this is just what i got from google ridiculous i wish it was 40 bucks it could have been 40 bucks 
brush your teeth. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he does not listen to this. He will never know. Tell him he got a name drop. My dad will know. <laughs> My sister. Anyway. Also kind of stresses me out that she's walking around with that much money. But also yeah. like it's a rich area. Yeah. So. Do they have credit cards? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When well, then that would, if they started. did it, then it wouldn't make sense like, for them have to a check have. though. Yeah. Like a checking account. But, I had banks. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it was normal back then to carry on cash if you didn't have. I guess. I don't know. That's stressful. I would never. No. But, but no. still. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So you just looked at me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wasn't saying no, no to you. I would never. Nope. <laughs> no. I get really aggressive about it. No. Anyway. <laughs> she starts standing up on the couch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Screaming into the microphone. No one can see us. <laughs> we think we're really funny. Anyway. After the dentist appointment, some stories say that Joan and Lillian went to a department store and some stories say they went grocery shopping. Um, One of those sounds more fun than the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I saw the department store on more sources. Okay. So I think that that one's So accurate. maybe they had some fun. <laughs> but... Um, those sources say that she bought some pajamas for David and a bra for herself. Okay. And that's it. Which, either that... And not Lillian anything? Not Lillian anything. That but Lillian's sucks. also four, so, I mean... It's not like pajamas are exciting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, either that or they bought $15 worth of groceries, which would be over $100 in groceries today. That makes sense for a family of It four. was either like, oh, I need to pick up some pajamas for my son or like, I'm getting groceries for the week. Yeah. Both very like normal thing. normal errands and like, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk later about it, but okay. they just seem very normal and yeah. like planning forward. Mm-hmm. So um, either way, the purchases were also made in cash. Feel like that seems normal too. Yeah. She got money. She do got money. And she's carrying it around. And she's just, yep, just vibing. Yep. So around this time, while they were still out, milk and mail were delivered to the house. And neither the milkman nor the mailman reported anything unusual while they were delivering things. While I researched this, I went down a weird hole researching about milkmen. <laughs> I had a feeling you did because you don't like milk, but... I don't hate milk. She I does. Just... Don't listen to her. <laughs> She's lying. <laughs> this is like the second time you've mentioned on this podcast. You brought it up. I just by think saying it's milk. fascinating that they used to like people used to get milk delivered every day. Yeah. Every I drink, day. I drank a lot of milk growing. My family could have benefited from that growing up. Every I now day. cannot drink it, but <laughs> growing up, I drank it a lot. Ask ask my parents how much money we spent on milk because we would go through it so fast. Well, I also, okay, I also went down the rabbit hole because I was like, did he just deliver it outside, like on the stoop? Yes, that's what they did. Well, right? no. Okay, I researched it and some homes would have like little ice boxes. That does not places, surprise like, me. I don't know. Didn't they bring in like little glass yeah. things? Yeah. And then they would You've pick up- You've seen it in the movies, right? <laughs> yes. Well, they would pick up the ones from the day before. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I went down a weird hole. <laughs> that makes complete sense to me. Anyway. So- I hope when you have kids that they love milk. <laughs> I don't think it's weird for kids to love milk. I hope you have to drink it to show them that it tastes good. <laughs> First of all, I don't hate milk. I will drink it, but I just don't like choose to drink it of my own volition. Uh, sorry. The only time it ever sounds good is if I'm eating a cookie. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I just think this is so funny to make you explain this. It's not funny for anyone else. No, everyone is tired of us talking about milk. Anyway, so after the shopping trip, 
Did you know that this was going to happen when you wrote down Milkman? No. <laughs> <laughs> because if I wrote that down, I would know that. I was, was going to plan. I was going to talk about Milkman a little bit because it's weird. Yeah. I was going to go down that little rabbit hole. But <laughs> I think that it is not weird. Anyway, let's continue. Okay. So Joan picked up David from Barbara's house and returned back to her house with both children around 1115. And around this time, a dry cleaner came to pick up several of Martin's suits and he entered the house to pick them up. And when questioned, he didn't remember anything out of the ordinary. Um, Both Barbara and the dry cleaner reported that Joan and Lillian both seemed pretty like normal. They were like, yeah, they were cheery. I mean, they just like ran some errands. I mean, they seemed fine so they're like why are you guys asking me about yeah this? um i also think it's important to note it sounds like joan usually just left the front door open at least while she was home and so i think it sounds like the dry cleaner just like let himself in and was like hey. people in my neighborhood are like that yeah it makes sense if you're close and like you know everyone coming into your house yeah, but yeah nope. anyway did the dry cleaner do it no okay we don't know what happened yeah <laughs> So at this point, Joan changed into a blue house dress and white sneakers, which Cute. is her like more casual outfit, which is still so like Love fancy. It. Love it. Sneakers? White sneakers, okay. but like a cute little blue house dress. Yeah, I love it. Sounds like a fit. Um, and she made lunch for the children. And then she put David down for a nap, which usually lasted from like 12 to 2. Oh, so. what a nice midday brack. Can I do brack, that? Please? I said, I was trying to say break and I said midday brack. <laughs> <laughs> midday brack. <laughs> so at 1 p.m., Barbara brought her four-year-old son, Douglas, over to play with Lillian. And while they were there, the kids played out front. And I think Barbara was, like, back at her house, like, cleaning or, like, okay. just doing d- general, like, yeah. house chores. And she was like, it'll be easier if the kids like, play, together. play together. Yeah. So Barbara saw Joan out front doing some yard work while wearing a long trench coat, which, yeah. That's not what I would wear to do yard work. Yeah. To be fair, it was October in Massachusetts. So it was like okay. pretty cold out. Yeah. And like maybe she just wanted to protect her dress. Yeah. Then why would you wear that dress? But also like it's the 1950s yeah. or 1960s. Like that's what, what women wore. Yeah. So like it sounds weird, but it also yeah. like it also sounds like Joan really loved like yard work and like taking good care of her house. Yeah. And so like she did that pretty regularly. Yeah. Wearing white shoes also to do yard work that's doesn't sound smart. True. But, but I'm just like, whatever. Maybe it it's what she had. Time and like, yeah. I don't know. It's like she also wasn't like mowing. Like I think she was like yeah. trimming some bushes and like yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting. I just think it's interesting you pointed out trench coat. I thought you wanted me to react to trench. Coat. Well, no, I did. Okay. I literally wrote down like to talk about the trench coat because okay. it does sound weird. Okay, but I don't think it's that weird. It's also like noted in everything that you read and hear that okay. she was wearing a trench coat, and it's like it's not. She's <laughs> it's like kind of weird, but it's not that weird. Yeah, I don't know. She's a flasher. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually naked under the trench yeah. coat. Um, with the kids outside <laughs> doing yard work. <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's so mean i'm so sorry anyway so around 2 p.m joan took douglas and lillian back across the street to barbara's house and it sounds like she didn't tell barbara that she was doing this um but that she told the children that she would be back and left them like on the swing set in the barker's like backyard interesting um and it does sound like the children like talked to barbara at some point so like 
it's not like they were out there forever without her knowing. Yeah. Like, it sounds like... She was like, oh, weird. Yeah. That you guys are back over here now. But... But okay. But as far as I can tell, Joan didn't tell her. All of the kids were over there then? No. Okay, so Douglas was still asleep. David was still David. asleep. Douglas D- is the kid, yeah. other kid. Douglas and Lillian were back at Barbara's house. Okay. And they were in the backyard where they couldn't see the Reese's house from there. Okay. Around 2.15, Barbara was in her kitchen and happened to glance out the window and... She could kind of see the Reese's house because they were across the street. Yeah. But there were some trees in the way, so it's not like a super clear view. Mm -hmm. And she briefly saw Joan moving quickly through the driveway with outstretched arms. And she was still wearing the trench coat and she moved like from the garage towards her car. And she kind of, Barbara kind of assumed that since she couldn't really see Joan and like what was happening, she kind of assumed she was like chasing David or something that were like playing a game. Okay. And she also recalled seeing something red and she thought like maybe David was wearing like a red jacket or yeah. something. And I want to note that in almost everything that you read about this case, it says that Barbara saw Joan carrying something red with outstretched arms. Okay. But that's not what Barbara said in her statement. She okay. just said that she saw something red and she saw Joan with, with outstretched outstretch. arms. So cool. she could have been carrying it, but we don't really know for sure. Yeah. But this was the last confirmed sighting of Joan. Virginia Keene, the daughter of one of the Reach's next door neighbors, got off the school bus around 3 p.m. and saw an unfamiliar car in the driveway of the Reach's house. And it was a dirty two-toned blue and beige sedan and another local resident said they saw a similar car backing out of the Reese's driveway and when interviewed the a child gave that description i think she might have been like a teenager okay like middle school like, or something i don't know anything about cars to this day <laughs> no i mean I'm i feel like i could say like i mean i don't think she said it was a beige te- like two tones yeah. like she probably said like it was like like tan and blue and okay, like you know yeah, like still I would not pay attention. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, When interviewed, the milkman also reported seeing a similar car a few days before Joan's disappearance. Mm -hmm. So it had been seen a few days prior and then seen twice, probably the same time, but by two other people that day. So around 3.45 to 4-ish, Barbara decided she needed to do some shopping of her own. And the timeline around here also gets confusing because there's so many different accounts. Yeah. So some sources say that Barbara dropped Lillian off and then went grocery shopping. And then some sources, like, it sounds like she dropped Lillian off, went back home and was about to go grocery shopping. Okay. I don't know which is true. That's fine. <laughs> um, either way, she took Lillian back home and she thought Joan was still there, yeah. obviously. So she left. Yeah. And Joan did that to her. Yeah. <laughs> so Joan always left the front door unlocked anyway. And so her car like, was still and her right? car's still there. Yeah. So Lillian just walks inside. And moments after Barbara got home, I don't know if that's before or after going grocery, grocery shopping. Um, Lillian ran across the street to the Barker's house. And this is around four fifteen. Okay. So Lil uh yeah. Lillian said, quote, Mommy is gone and the kitchen is covered in red paint. Oh no. Yeah. Not good. Gosh. So some sources say that that's like. I hope. 
that Barbara had not gone grocery shopping and that she had just walked across the street. That's what I'm like. And that Lillian was not there for a super long time. Because some sources say that like she was just at home. Oh God. But that's why I kind of think that she didn't because I'm like, surely I feel like Lillian would have known other neighbors or something and like gone to someone else's house. Yeah. If she wasn't there. Like, I don't think she would have like sat in the house for 30 minutes. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I know. That's rough. I know. It's so, like, this poor little baby. Four years old. She's traumatized. Yeah. So, also, some sources say that quote is not, like, exact, that she might have said something along those lines, but it's like, she definitely said something along those lines of, like, like, the house is a mess, and, like, my mom is gone, and, like, yeah. Doesn't matter what she said, she saw it clearly. But the red paint line is the one that is like so famous from this case. Yeah. Obviously, Barbara's probably like, hmm. oh, I think I would shit my pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean, know. I wouldn't know what to no. do. I'd probably be in shock for a minute. Yeah. So she went over to the Reese house to see what was going on. Um, David was crying upstairs in his crib um, because he had a dirty diaper. Yeah. And Joan was indeed missing. And the kitchen was covered with... Blood. blood yeah um so barbara called the police at 4 33 p.m do we know like what the blood looked like around the kitchen yes okay you'll tell me yeah i'll tell you and there are okay. pictures which they're black and white so okay. i will probably post them because they're not that graphic yeah but if you're looking at it i'll post them a few back so that it's not like the first thing you see if that's jarring to you yeah but like i said they're black and white so i don't think it's like that yeah yeah, yeah. jarring um so sergeant mike McHugh of the lincoln police arrived within five minutes and it's a small town so i'm gonna guess that they have not seen anything like this <laughs> or at least not a lot no so i would never like to see anything like this no and also today, Lincoln, Massachusetts is one of the safest communities in the nation. Wow. So they don't really see a lot of this stuff. No, I hope that no one has to see a lot of this stuff, but I know that's not true, but yeah, it would be nice if people didn't have to. So the sergeant showed up initially thinking that it was a suicide, like just based on the call, I think. Yeah. Blood everywhere. Yeah. But he got to the scene realized there was no body yeah and was like okay yeah uh this isn't a suicide and called like the entire force to come help yeah so um i'm gonna pull up the scene to show you thank you so that you can picture it i would like to pause very interesting like paper towels everywhere yeah i could stare at those for a long time trying to figure out what is going on. oh we're gonna talk about everything okay so we're gonna talk about the scene now keep it pulled up somewhat can I help? I'll just have it in my hand while sure. you're talking. <laughs> okay. So there was blood everywhere. The walls were splattered with blood spots, and there was also a puddle on the floor. Um, some of the blood spots led up the stairs to the master bedroom, and there are a few in front of David's crib. Oh. Um, some of the blood appeared to have been wiped up or cleaned up with a piece of clothing. Um, a piece of, or no, a pair of David's coveralls were kind of like wadded up and bloody as if they'd like been used to try and clean up some of the blood um there was also a full roll of paper towels on the floor with a tiny bit of blood on it but it doesn't necessarily look like the roll had been used to like clean it up Mm -hmm. like it's like a full roll yeah it's just sitting there is his overalls what's on the chair the high chair okay yeah are you going to talk about the phone in the trash can yes i'm gonna talk about all of it that's so weird (laughs) sorry so i was just making sure you weren't gonna leave me hanging oh no 
So police couldn't really tell exactly where the blood trail started or ended. Um, It did trail up the stairs as well as outside into the driveway. Um, There was blood on the hood and on the trunk of Joan's car. And police do believe that the trail probably ended at the driveway, which makes sense. Yeah. Because like she's gone. She's not at the house. So it probably ended there. And another weird thing to note is there is also a wire hanger on the hood of Joan's car. Okay. I don't. So that's not in these photos. There is a picture of it. I'll show you at some point. Okay. Or you can look up Joan Reish car photo or something. I'm looking it up, everyone. So I'll pause for you to look at that. That's her car. Okay, continue. So the phone had been ripped from the wall and thrown into the trash can. And the trash can that the phone was in is literally in like the center of the kitchen. But it usually was hidden like underneath the sink. So it had been moved into the middle of the kitchen for some reason. Weird. Um, also a phone book sat open on the page of emergency numbers, but it was like one of those that you like fill out yourself. So there were no emergency numbers written down in it. Oh, um, and also, uh, I'm not sure. I actually have not seen it in the pictures. It might not be pictured. Okay. Yeah. Um, And this is also before 911 existed. So yeah, which Okay, 911 didn't exist until 1968 in the United States, hmm. which I didn't know. Me neither. I looked it up. But it was 911 from the beginning. Mm-hmm. There were also no emergency calls made from the home. Brutal. Yeah. There was a small table overturned. It wasn't like the kitchen table. It was kind of just like a little shelf thing. Oh, yeah, I see it. That, yeah. I see it. If you wanted to know everyone, I I see it (laughs) in the hallway. Yes. And it usually sat like underneath the phone. So. And the phone is on that wall. Mm -hmm. Well, it's no longer on the wall. So despite the amount of blood, investigators believe it had come from a superficial wound. They don't believe it was like a life-threatening wound. That's a lot of blood for yes. that. Well, it looks like a lot of blood. They do think that it was around like a pint. So it's okay. like, it's a lot of blood, but, but it's, it's not out. like enough to like kill you. Ki- like you're not going to die from bleeding out. Like, yeah. So. I guess if you cut yourself shaving, you bleed a lot. What? Like if you're shaving I mean, and you yeah. cut yourself, I like forget that like you can superficial or shallow wounds can like bleed a lot. Yeah. yeah. I forget that sometimes. So, and I think by superficial, they just mean like. Not, the wound itself is not going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, beside the phone on the wall, there was an unidentified bloody thumbprint and a partial palm print was also found at the scene. And some sources say like, these weren't Jones. However, they don't have Jones fingerprints. Like they don't have yeah. her body. Yeah, no. There's no way to confirm that they're not, not Jones. Yeah. As far as I can tell. Like, I don't think they had her palm print DNA and stuff. stuff like, wasn't no. a thing at this time. And I don't think they had her, like, thumbprint on file, you know? Yeah. Like, so I don't think they confirm it's, can confirm it's not Jones. Mm-hmm. But, hmm. yeah. Um, as far as the blood goes, the blood type was sampled and was type O blood, which was Joan's blood type. Okay. So they do believe that it's hers, but they can't definitively say it's her blood. Gotcha. But like, it's probably her blood. Gotcha. Um, I also wanted to note, I was reading some accounts of the scene and some of them were like, 
Nothing appeared out of place. Everything about like, that appeared out of place. It's like they mean like it doesn't appear like nothing's stolen, but it's like th- everything out about that scene is weird. It's out of place. <laughs> yeah, like it's weird as hell. And they also said it didn't look like a violent struggle had ensued, but I'd say like why the phone it, in the trash, the and phone like, being ripped off the wall and like across the, the room. table being like overturned and like yeah. stuff like it doesn't necessarily mean there was a violent like fight, but. I wouldn't say you could rule it out. I don't like, know how you could hurt yourself and lose a pint of blood, like a pint of blood and like well, make a, it that much of a mess. I don't know how you know. could accidentally hurt yourself and rip the phone off the wall. Yeah. I don't understand that. Like that's just, no. it doesn't make sense. Um, and despite the amount of blood and the chaos of the scene, there were no footprints whatsoever. Wow. Which not even hers. Like, no. So it's like either someone had been really careful mm-hmm. or someone had really lucky. Oh, or really well, lucky. cleaned them up or they were really lucky. Yeah. yeah. Dang. We're going to move on from the scene and talk a little bit more about some other things. Okay. But we'll come back to the scene plenty. Okay. So I want to note that Martin got the news and immediately flew home and was cleared of suspicion. Like pretty much immediately. Exactly. So yeah, they had a... Re- very happy marriage, according to everyone who knew them. So not a suspect. Usually the husband's a suspect. Yep. So we got to get that out of the wow, way. First time in history. It was not for it was sure not, not the him. Husband. So um, police started to reach out to the public for help. And there were several reported sightings of someone matching Joan's description walking along roads nearby. Bloody? Yes. Okay. So let's note. These all sound like a woman in danger and not a single person stopped to help her. Hey, I just saw a bloody woman. Well, it's like, I know that they didn't have cell phones. Yeah. And they didn't have 911. Like, they they would have to find the, like, they all had, like, a specific phone number for each station or whatever. But, like, not not one of you is going to pull over and help her. Yeah, no. Not one of you is going to do anything. I would be scared. But I would also not be the person covered in blood. So I would at least like pull over and be like from the car. Are you okay? Like, yeah. what do you need from me? How can I help you? <laughs> or at the very least, you know, like what happened? in today's world, like we could call the police from our cell phone. Yeah. At the very least, like if you're a woman driving home alone yeah. or something for some reason, you're scared. Get home and immediately call the police. Like, yeah. You don't just wait around for a thing like no. that. What the heck? Yeah, so that is infuriating. But some of these sightings. One person reported seeing a woman matching Joan's description around 2.30 to 2.45. So this would have been like 15 to 30 minutes after Barbara saw her with outstretched arms like in the driveway. And she was, this woman was walking around Route 2A close to her home. And they said that the woman was hunched over and wandering, like looking kind of aimless. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was wearing a loose-fitting gray coat, which trench coat was not the same as the trench coat, okay. as far as I could find. Okay. Um, I, sorry. The woman also had a handkerchief tied around her chin, and they said that she had blood running down her legs. Oh. Yeah. So between three fifteen and three thirty, different motorists reported seeing a woman on route 128 matching jones description wearing a trench coat once again i think it was a different coat some of them say trench coat some of them say gray coat and it kind of made it sound like they were different coats Mm -hmm. they might be the same okay i don't know yeah obviously you have no idea weird 
but she was reportedly kneeling over and clutching her stomach with blood running down her legs. And yeah, the same woman was also spotted at 430 on Route 128 again, this time close to a construction site. And at some point, this woman was also spotted near the Cambridge Reservoir. Reservoir? That's a hard word to say. I wasn't going to say anything about it because the last time I did it, you were mad at me. And it was a similar word, memoir. (laughs) Sydney has a hard time with that O-I-R at the end. I guess. I'm not going to say it again. Say it. No. (laughs) So. um, This just honestly sounds like with the blood, her clutching her stomach and blood right now, it just sounds like a miscarriage or something like that. Yeah. Like bad. Which it's, like that's yeah, a theory that's pretty much a theory okay you're yeah. you're close to right on to one of the main theories yeah so. um someone also reported seeing a two-tone Bayesian blue sedan on route 2a around 4 15 p.m hmm. so immediately following joan's disappearance police did follow a few leads they looked into like this guy who was trying to build a national park in the neighborhood that joan lived in um but he was dismissed Cause like they were like he was like trying to buy homes and stuff. Yeah, and he had been like kind of pushy about it or something. Okay, like, maybe it's him, but it wasn't. Okay. Um, and then they also looked into a man who had a two tone sedan that had been like recently released from like an outpatient like hospital for like mm-hmm. mental problems, I think. But he was also dismissed. Okay. So they had a couple dead ends and essentially had like no leads for like two years. Dang, that's a long time to have no leads. I know. So. Two years later, a local reporter named Serene Gerson was browsing the local library and she was looking at a book about the disappearance of a woman and discovered that Joan had checked the book out in September of 1961. And she was never found, right? The missing woman. Yeah. Well, Joan. Oh, Joan. No, never. Sorry. I never clarified that. And the missing woman. No, I don't think so. But Yeah. Joan was never found. I should have clarified that. Yeah, she was never seen again. Dang. Bummer. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. It's not funny. (laughs) No. Um, So, yeah. Joan had checked out this book about a missing woman in September. Did she go missing on her own in the book? You're going to tell me what the book was about. Well, okay. So, the book was about Brigham Young's wife that disappeared Uh. or something. So... It's... I I think it was like a suspicious circumstances disappearance. That makes sense. But I have no idea. um, Joan, like the reporter, Serene, went on to find 25 more books that Joan had checked out from the library about um, like crimes and missing people and murder and like. Okay. Like us. (laughs) Yeah. Which that's my thing about like when people cover this case. It's like, first of all, this is a woman that loved literature. Yeah. She could have been fascinated by crime. Yeah. It's like her reading 25 books. Is not surprising. Is not surprising. But it is like, it's only weird that she checked that many books about true crime out. Before she became her own case. Yeah. But there is one thing. In that one book? No, in a different book. Okay. She had checked out a book called Into Thin Air about a woman who disappeared without a trace other than blood smears and a towel. And like, like everything about the scene like it sounded kind of familiar like to Jones. Okay. And like, yeah, it's essentially people started to think maybe Joan planned it. Yeah. That's one of the theories. I so. always think it's wild 
that blood like people would be bleeding like yeah. they would injure themselves in that yeah like to do that exactly so we're gonna get into the yeah. first theory that is the one of the most prevalent theories is that Joan planned her disappearance and ran away living right living off the bat babies I don't think that this is it yeah I understand it's definitely weird yeah like with the books and stuff mm-hmm. I get it I get why people believe it but I don't think it's true yeah so she sounds like she had aspirations and stuff which is why some people believe it yeah so the theory kind of goes that Joan was an ambitious woman who wanted a career and she was like kind of being kept from that and like was like being a housewife and that wasn't what she wanted she doesn't really sound resentful of her kids though I know buying her kid pajamas i know so like people are like she chose to disappear because divorce wasn't really an option and so she just disappeared but like first of all something about them like having a normal day and like buying groceries or buying clothes or whatever like before like completely leaving your life it just like doesn't seem add up to me and then like like, doing all of that, like, buying your son some pajamas and then, like, suddenly staging your disappearance. Yeah, doing all of that and then, like, making it all bloody and everything instead of just, yeah. like, leaving. Yeah. And especially because also, um, not only just leaving her kids, leaving her son alone in the house. Yeah. Crying. And then leaving her daughter to be the one to find this bloody, like, traumatizing yeah. crime scene. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. And Unless she's, also, she's nuts. But. Yeah. And then she's also leaving them while her husband is out of town. Yeah. And it's like, he would have been, like, he would have been going to work every day anyway. It's not mm-hmm. like it would have made her, made it any easier yeah. All it would be doing is she's leaving her kids and her their other parent isn't there. Yeah. She doesn't sound like a cruel person. Exactly. Like it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me like even though she was like a career woman or like if she wanted a career like I don't think she would do that to her kids. No. I don't think it just doesn't sound like she resents them because she's like, "Oh, once they're like old enough, I'll just go back to work." Exactly. Like it de- like it didn't seem like she felt like they were like an obstacle. Yeah. And a college friend of Joan's said that Joan never seemed happier than when she was living in Lincoln and said yeah. she would never leave her family on her own. Yeah. She and- just sounds she sounds like someone that was she clearly was already like in established in a career and then made the choice to have a family. Like she sounds like she could have she was a person that if she never wanted kids, she just wouldn't have done it. Exactly. It's like yeah. She was on her own for four years. Yeah. She chose to marry Martin. Like, yeah. She's a woman with a choice, like everyone else. Yeah. But, like, she chose to have a family. Like, she's like, oh, I want this for myself. Exactly. I don't, and I don't like this theory. People that have this theory, I don't yeah. like it. And then she also, like, police determined based on her pocketbook that after cashing the check and then, like, spending her money that day, mm-hmm. she would have only had, like, $10 left over in cash. Yeah. And it's like, She's not going to like run away and like start a new life with $10. Like, why wouldn't you just cash the check and then go like and not spend any of it? You know, like she chose to spend it on the dentist and like groceries or like bra or whatever. Like, you wouldn't spend money on that stuff if you're trying to run away and start a new life. Yeah, no. It just doesn't make sense. wrong. Yeah. And then, like I said about the buying groceries and stuff, like she's planning for the future. Like it doesn't like she's planning like what her kids are going to eat this week. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to like mm-hmm. do that and then be like, bye. Peace out. <laughs> yeah. Buy my blood. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's 
none of it really makes sense to me. And then I also, if she's trying to do the like into thin air thing and leave like bloody crime scene with towels, why would you then walk along the road for everyone to see bloody for everyone to see? Yeah. That doesn't match up with like what she would have been like theoretically have been planning. No. Because then people are going to see you and police are going to have more leads. The point of like staging the scene would be they have no leads and you're just gone. Yeah. Do people really believe this? Yeah. That's ridiculous to me. So I don't, I don't know. I don't agree. (laughs) I don't agree either. And I think like in line with this theory, some people think that she had help from whoever was in the two-tone car. Yeah. Um, but it's like, also, if you have someone else there helping you, why would you then walk along the road? Why wouldn't you just get, get in their in car, car and disappear? Yeah. Like, and drive far away and no one would know. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Do people have theories about who the person in the car is? Yes. Okay. The theory, the last theory we'll talk about. Is about that. I, I believe the most, the last theory that we'll talk about. But okay. most of the theories kind of connect to that. So. Okay. Um, so we're going to move on. Yeah. I don't think she stays. I don't agree. Yeah, that it's not my vote. No. So another theory is that Joan was kidnapped. So why would she walk along the road then? That's my thing. Okay. <laughs> so she left her door open, like I said. So it's not impossible to believe that someone could have entered the house and there was some sort of struggle and that they like forced her into the car or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few things that don't add up. If there's a struggle, why would she be like flipping through the phone book to find an emergency number when she could have just like ran across the street to Barbara's house? Mm-hmm. Like I, I would run for help first if I like was trying to like flip through a phone book for a number. Yeah. I just like I wouldn't stand in the kitchen if someone's like right there. No, I would, I would run. run. Yeah. Um, And also like if she's like it's her book. Wouldn't she know there's nothing in there? <laughs> like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That feels weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, this theory does explain like the two tone car, but it also doesn't explain why it would have been there a few days earlier. Yeah. And why she would be on the road. Mm-hmm. It like you just said, this theory also hinges on the idea that Joan got away. escaped for a little bit and then maybe they got her again. Like interesting to go run on the side of the road instead of to a neighbor's ha- like make a commotion. Exactly. And it's also like the people that saw her on the side of the road, they didn't make it sound like she was like trying to flag people down. Yeah. Like I'd be like, hello. Like they just made it sound like she was like, and they didn't make it sound like she was running either. They're like, she was like wandering aimlessly. Like that doesn't sound like someone who was almost kidnapped. Exactly. Like even if you had been injured, like you'd think you would be like waving your arms or like (laughs) doing something. Yeah. Which it doesn't sound like she was. No. So yeah. This theory also sort of connects to all the theories are kind of like interconnected. Yeah. There's also an overarching theory that at some point there was a struggle and or an accident and that Joan suffered from amnesia. So people think that like she suffered from amnesia and that's why she was like wandering aimlessly. Yeah. Like instead of being like frantic. I don't know that I would say amnesia. Yeah. My thought. Well, I don't know what your other theories are. From what I've heard so far, sounds like a miscarriage or an abortion gone wrong. And maybe in the middle of that, she like went into shock 
and then like had some kind of psychotic break and like her or her like her brain couldn't not psychotic her brain couldn't handle it and so it like just she like dissociated or mm-hmm. something like that's what that sounds like to me which maybe that's like your other theory that's it's my pretty close theory. To theory yeah, yeah. And the person in the car is her lover or someone or, and the abortion gone wrong or miscarriage or something like, I don't know. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Yes. I'm ready to to hear that. I'm right. (laughs) So, um, some people think that I don't think amnesia. That's to be no, clear. I don't. We're think still amnesia. on the amnesia train for just a second. Yeah. Some people think that she suffered from amnesia and started a new life without even meaning to. Yeah. Which like someone would have figured out who this woman was. Yeah. Like, she couldn't have gotten far, like, on foot. No. Like. Well, she got kidnapped again. Like, it's just, like, you would think that even if she got, like, 30 miles away, like, someone would have been, like. really far. Exactly. Like, even if she got super far, like, someone would be, like, that looks like Joan. Like, you know, like, that woman that they're talking about that disappeared. Yeah, in our small town. Exactly. So, I don't know. Someone would put those pieces together, I think. Yeah. Um, there is also the theory that Joan just had some sort of like completely innocent accident at home, like by herself. Um, and that she left the house after not being able to find the emergency numbers. Um, but that doesn't explain the phone being torn from the wall. No. Or the fact that like it was partially cleaned up. Yeah. Like if you hurt yourself that bad. You're not clean. Like up my first yourself. instinct is not to clean up. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Which like it get it does. I could see you being someone being like, oh no, like I just made a mess. Like that's fair. I was gonna say in a state of shock. I was like, to be fair, that was like she really prided herself on her clean house and stuff. So the person I could see doing that is Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was also off topic again. The one time that I've like really hurt myself at work is like cut myself with a knife. And I will say the first thought in my mind was. My, my first thought was cover it up, like yeah. put paper towel on it. But and then I, I got blood and then I took the knife because I didn't want anyone else to use it. Yeah. So I guess like yeah. you do have a little bit of like, yeah, your but the brain phone is off, trying to rip off the wall. But yeah, the phone sense. doesn't make sense. And then the wandering on the road doesn't make sense either to me. Like unless she did, like, like you said, go into some sort of shock yeah, or like, amnesia or whatever. Yeah. But it just still doesn't. No, totally it doesn't line up. Match up. The, the kitchen looked like a mess. So, Yes. Um, along with kind of all of these theories, um, there's the overarching theory that while Joan was hurt, she fell into the construction site on route 128 and was later buried by construction, which is kind of similar to one of the theories in the Brian Schaefer case that we talked about. But once again, I will say, like I said, in the Brian Schaefer episode, I have never, first of all, seen a construction site that you could just walk straight into. And like stumble into. I just think Parks and Rec. I've only seen a couple <laughs> episodes, but I know that that happens pretty it's not early construction on. Construction site is just a like a pit. Hole. Yeah, <laughs> I just expose myself. But. Um, but also, like this theory completely hinges on the idea that they can, like, first of all, that there's a hole deep enough for her to fall into. Yeah, and that the construction crews would not have seen her or would have just chosen to cover her up that would be so messed up which like these men are not being paid enough to do that like they're not like (laughs) they'd be like hello there is a woman in our in our hole in our (laughs) like she needs some medical attention like i don't believe it happened in the brian schaefer case and i don't believe it happened in this case either yeah so okay roll it out we're we're moving on um so now we're gonna get to 
the major theory. And is it my theory? The one that is closest to what you have been saying. And this is the one that I think ties up the most loose ends. Is this one you believe? Yes. Okay. I think it just, there's too much of it that like none of the other theories answer. Yeah. So, yeah. This sounds, I think this sounds correct already. (laughs) Because it's yours. Yes. So, basically, the theory generally goes that Joan was pregnant, and at the time, abortion was illegal. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, this is before Roe v. Wade, and, like, it is still controversial today, so you can only imagine how controversial it was back then. So, obviously, if Joan had wanted to have an abortion, no matter the reason, it would have had to be carried out in secret. And Mm -hmm. usually this would mean having to find a doctor that was willing to do the procedure at home because they couldn't do it like in their practices. Which would make sense with two things. One, why a car would be there multiple times. Yes. And then two, bringing the kids over without any explanation. Yes. Exactly. I'm a genius. You're so smart, Katie. Is that what you wanted to hear? Yep. Thank you. Words of affirmation is not even. (laughs) I love language. (laughs) So there are two different parts to this theory. Some people theorize that Joan was pregnant by a man other than Martin and that she wanted like to keep Martin from finding out that she was having an affair. Mm-hmm. Um, but other people think that it was Martin's kid, but that she, she didn't, want another, didn't want another kid because she wanted to start a career. Yeah. Or literally just you know didn't want to have another kid. Yeah. You don't have to have Either a reason. Either way sounds pretty bad. Like, but I don't know. Yeah, I think no room for judgment. Yeah, like she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, I don't know like which one I believe. I don't think it really matters. She doesn't sound like someone that would cheat. On I don't think I honestly him. think that the second like I think it would that be his. It would be his. But yeah, who knows? I also she'd only been there for six months. She seems like a decent person. First of all, she seems like a good person. Second of all, she'd only lived there for six months. I don't yeah. think she had time to no. find like a man and no, like no, start no. this like long Not affair with two with kids around all yeah. the time. So anyway, um, yeah. So theoretically, Joan called a doctor to her house to perform the procedure and dropped the children off at Barbara's without telling her because obviously she can't tell anyone mm-hmm. like you said. So the doctor shows up in the two-toned car. So the procedure theoretically would have happened in the bedroom and I'm kind of just going to like talk about it in the way that people think happened. Yeah. Like I'm not just going to keep saying theoretically because that's a yeah. lot. So the procedure seemingly went fine. Joan wasn't bleeding a lot initially. So she went to check on David and stood in front of his crib for a minute. Yep, which that makes sense. You know, at this blood. point, you know, she would be bleeding a little bit. Yeah. But that's normal. Like it's not yeah. concerning mm-hmm. at this point. She would have then gone downstairs to like get a drink of water or something. Yeah. Went downstairs for some reason, essentially. Mm-hmm. And while she's in the kitchen, she potentially starts hemorrhaging yeah. at this point. And she starts to freak out because mm-hmm. now things aren't going okay. Yeah. So she opens the phone book to look for emergency numbers. Yeah. It's, you know, at this point, she's getting a little freaked out. Yeah. She doesn't want to die. And even though she doesn't want to get in trouble for what's going yeah. on, like your first instinct is to save your life. Yeah. So she wants to call emergency services. However, at this point, the doctor is downstairs with her as well. And he starts to panic. Yeah. He doesn't want to get in trouble. Because, yeah, if she calls emergency services and they find out what they've yeah. done. He um, is yeah. in a lot of trouble. He could lose his medical license. He could go to jail. Like, yeah. It's not going to be good. Yeah. So 
at this point, they start to fight a little bit. Um, maybe the trash can being in the middle of the room thing, I don't fully understand. Yeah. Like, maybe Joan was feeling sick and, like, pulled it out. Yeah. Or I don't know why. I don't understand yeah. the trash can in the middle no. of the room. But anyway. Who knows? So. Um, maybe they pulled it out and they were cleaning up. I don't know. That too, maybe. I don't know. But um, so the doctor yanks the phone off the wall. Mm-hmm. So that Joan can't call for help. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Joan's stumbling around. Maybe that's why the table's pushed over. Yeah. Maybe the doctor tries to clean up. Maybe Joan tries to clean up. Yeah. Either way, at some point, the doctor leaves. Yeah. On his own. He doesn't want to be around. Yeah. Which, in the timeline, it does kind of sound like he would have left after Joan did if she was already wandering by 2.30 and the car was still there at 3. Yeah. So maybe he stayed to clean up. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But all of this is where it's just like, it's all conjecture. It's all just like a mess. No one actually knows. No one actually knows what's going on. But it still answers the most questions about the scene, I think. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, Joan maybe mops up some of the blood because she's still frantic, still doesn't want anyone to know. Yeah. Um, maybe she takes something bloody outside. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's where the red was seen with her arms outstretched um she tries to drive away maybe but Mm -hmm. she's too disoriented to drive so she starts walking to try and get to a hospital or something yeah and like you said maybe she's just really disoriented and and in shock yeah um i would probably be in shock yeah me too no matter like it's yeah Yeah. like her body is in shock yeah too like let alone the emotional like yeah fact of it but um so yeah your brains are really good at trying to protect us yes absolutely (laughs) so this would explain why people had seen joan clutching her stomach or with blood running down her legs yeah um and people think that Maybe she fell into the construction site. Maybe she fell into the re- reservoir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> reservoir. You did it. Thank you. Sydney's um, love language is words of affirmation. It is. I like being told. You did a great nice job. <laughs> um, or maybe the doctor found her, got her in his car, and realized that he had to cover up what he had done yeah. and killed her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ugh. So that is where that part kind of – it's. Yeah. Still don't know what actually happened. That only answers the questions up to where she, like why she was wandering. Mm. Um, the wire hanger on the car is weird. Yeah. I th- I mean, like it could have just been someone like trying to break into the car or someone trying to start yeah. the car who didn't have the key. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be something connected to the abortion. It could have also just been there from something it else. Could've, yeah, it could have been there. Like if she had gone and bought exactly. stuff. Exactly. And she had, like, taken it out or something mm-hmm. and taken the hanger up and put it up there. I think that part, like, it's definitely weird that it's, like, on top of the car. But yeah. I think it only gets sensationalized so much because one of the major theories in this case is an illegal abortion. Yeah. Also, this is all just a case for why Texas is stupid for this. Yeah. Like, women's rights are It's human so rights. <laughs> dangerous. Like, yeah. To do. Protect women's lives please clearly it's not it's just not safe like it's gonna happen anyway not like we're getting political here no but but i don't care care because i just the whole um, time you've been saying this i'm just like that's this is just all a reason why i don't know like if it's gonna happen anyway do it safely hospital where you can protect the women's lives yeah so um yes so i think it just 
I don't know what's going on with the wire hanger. It can be completely innocent. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's innocent. I think so, too. That's how I feel. I think if she went to a department store, I just feel like that just makes sense. Or like if she does chores outside. There's literally so many reasons. Or it's like she had like grabbed her coat off of the hanger yeah like, grabbed her coat off of the hook and as she was leaving was like trying to put it on as she left yeah that would make sense that exactly. makes a lot of sense so yeah um so that is pretty much all of the major theories in this case i think that's yeah seems like the right answer um joan reach was never found and there were really no other leads in the case Ugh. it has been 60 years since she disappeared so are her almost kids exactly still alive? yes so Martin passed away in 2009 um, and David still lives in Massachusetts and Lillian lives in Port Angeles, Washington, and they oh. would both be in their 60s. Hmm. So sorry. My deepest condolences to them. Yeah, seriously. Like, it's really rough. It's this case is so weird. Yeah. And like so heartbreaking. Yeah. As a woman. <laughs> and yeah. Just like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I think I th- the last one's pretty accurate. Yeah, I this is one of those that it's like it's unsolved because there's so much not known about it. But and I'm you, just like, and if that is the last one, you don't know who the doctor is. It's like, yeah, you have no idea. Even though like that theory matches everything perfectly, mm-hmm. we still don't know no, what happened sure. to her. Yeah. Like, and no one's ever found her. Yeah. So, Ugh. man. Yeah. Wow. So that is the case of Joan Reish. Yeah, that's rough. And also 60 years and women still don't have any rights. Uh, anyway. I feel angry about it. Me too. Anyways. Yeah. So that one's infuriating. They're all infuriating. How did we? Yeah. Every single time we're just like, oh, I'm angry. I know. Every time we like start a case, I'm like, this one's really like crazy. And then we get yeah. to the end and I'm just like, I'm just mad. I know. I'm like, why do we do this? <laughs> Like, why didn't we do better? Why didn't someone do better? Yeah. Why didn't we know all these things about DNA and crap earlier? Like, why didn't we know stuff earlier? And why didn't people do what they're supposed to do? And just, uh. yeah. So, well, do you want to end on a little lighter note really fast? Sure. Do you have something? Yeah. When you said that Lillian lives in Port Angeles, I just was thinking about Twilight. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of why I wrote it down. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Anyway. <laughs> I wonder Bella. if she's... <laughs> Do we need to finish that? Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell have you been, Loka? He <laughs> didn't actually mean for you to finish it. Um, I don't know why I stopped saying it. But <laughs> you wanted anyway. me to. You said, yeah. Uh, everyone, Taylor Lautner's sister went to school with us, and yeah. I had a class with her fiance, our husband now. We had a class together. <laughs> Fascinating. Yep. He's been to our school. He has. That's and true. Frankie Jonas went to our school at the same for a little bit. He when he was like sixteen years One old. One time we saw Frankie Jonas in a Walmart and Katie cried. <laughs> <laughs> I made eye contact with him and thought, Why do I know who this is? And then I was like, He kind of looks like Kevin Jonas and then I thought, Oh my gosh, it's Frankie Jonas. <laughs> it's just the fact that you cried. I have a picture I of it. I thought it was so funny. Maybe I'll post that picture. And I was very excited story. to see a Jonas brother. I saw the rest of them in the concert. <laughs> but that's but not just like in a Walmart casually. Yeah, but I've seen we have seen Frankie Jonas casually in a Walmart. And now he is taking that Scientology necklace and going around LA. So <laughs> <laughs> watch out. 
for Frankie and his Scientology necklace. Well, don't take a picture with it. No. Don't do it. If he offers it to you. You have been warned. <laughs> this is your formal warning. Don't do that. So, anyway. Anyways. Um, good evening. <laughs> follow us. Oh, yeah. Forgot. On Instagram at Something Sick Podcast or on Twitter at A Sick Podcast or on TikTok at Something Sick Podcast or send us an email at Something Sick Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you next time, homies. Peace out. Bye. Good evening. <laughs> How many times am I going to say good evening? A lot. <laughs>